Hey, and welcome back to 60B Cast. Today we're going to do a special director's series. It's the first of its kind, and we have, of course, dedicated it to Joss Whedon. We love all things Joss Whedon here. Most of our podcasts have been, I think all of our podcasts have been Joss Whedon related. Um, and of course, it's me, Justin, and Amy is back with you as well. Hello. And so we're going to talk a little about a uh, little about the series, a little about how we got into the series, and how we first got into Joss Whedon. And uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments, some of our favorite heroes, villains, just everything about the Whedonverse. Um, Amy, how did you get into Joss Whedon? What was the first program of his that you saw? Um, me, the first uh, was Buffy, and I I actually liked the Buffy movie. Um, I think I've said that before. So when I saw basically the very first commercial, like when they were kind of, I guess you would say, announcing that, you know, the new series was coming, I, I was hooked since then. So I was... So I, you were day one Buffy. Day one. Watched the very first episode and followed every series from then on. Oh, okay. Um, Buffy was the first Joss Whedon series that I watched as well, but I didn't watch it. I was in junior high, I think, when it came out. And back then I didn't have TiVo. I didn't have things like that. So I guess I, I wasn't by the TV all the time. I played sports and had a job, so it was kind of hard. Um, but I do remember I watched Buffy mostly during season two and season three. And then I think I didn't pick back up until season seven. I, I saw some, you know, episodes here and there, but as far as watching it all the way through, I actually didn't until DVD. Um, I never watched Angel. I think the only Joss Whedon show that I've actually watched from start to finish was Dollhouse, actually, um, like when it aired. Right, right. Um, I would say, you know, there was definitely, like you said, you know, with doing other stuff through junior high, high school, you know, there was definitely some Buffy I missed. Um, I missed a, a lot more of Angel, Um you know, but I kept along with the seasons. Um, Firefly, I would say, I missed, I would say, close to half of the episodes. So I, I kind of got, you know, I followed through more once once I got the DVD. Yeah. And with Dollhouse, you know, there in front of the TV, every single episode, excited. So. Yeah, my TV never missed a dollhouse. I actually took off for the finale of Dollhouse because I was working. <laughs> um, so my TV definitely never missed Dollhouse. But I didn't watch any of Firefly until after it had came out on DVD. And after Serenity had came out on DVD as well. Uh, Firefly was just something that I never I, I never watched. So I, I know that's probably a bad fan of me. <laughs> no, no. And I, I never saw Serenity in the theaters. I did not. Okay. I, I remember, I actually do remember a preview for the, the movie. I di you didn't hear a lot about it. But no, I, you didn't. I did remember a preview. I was watching some other film, and of course it came up, Joss Whedon, creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But I didn't watch it because I didn't know what it was. It just showed kind of a ship in space, and it said coming soon. So it really didn't say too much about it. Right, Exactly. Okay, for this cast, um, what we did is basically um, we wanted to interview each other um, to find out what our favorite things was about about Joss's shows. So we kind of decided, you know, hey, let's do our, you know, top five actors, top five scenes, favorite quotes, favorite moments, 
And so this is basically what this podcast will be about. We are going to interview each other and find out a little bit more about what each other loves about the shows. And hopefully give you guys a little more insight into us as podcasters that you listen to every week. Exactly. All right. The first topic we have is we ranked our series from our favorite to least favorite. So what was your sort of planning in this? Um, Buffy was my first. Absolutely. Buffy is my favorite series. Um, who this is going to be hard. The second one would have been Angel. Uh-huh. Then Firefly, then Dollhouse. Actually, how they kind of aired is... Is, is how they oddly, went. <laughs> yeah, is oddly enough how I ranked them one to four, yeah. Um, mine is actually a little different. I have Dollhouse as number one. Um, it was the first Whedon series that I followed. It was I created a Twitter for it to help save it. I created a website. I, I was pretty big into Dollhouse. And Buffy's always been my favorite. I ranked it number two. Um, but when The Attic aired, season two is when Dollhouse sort of stepped above, stepped above Buffy for me. Um, and then I ranked Firefly number three, and I have Angel number four. I liked Angel, but as a whole, it was kind of hit or miss for me. There were great moments, but there were also some pretty lousy moments for me. So, so I had to put it last. Yeah, I, I've heard you know a lot of people say that there was stuff that they liked and there was stuff that they that they didn't like. I think I've heard a lot of people say that like it was hard to follow. It would get good, and then they would kind of get bored with it. So I've heard that actually from a lot of people. Well, that's just the way I was with the series. I mean, and it had some great moments up there with Buffy and, and Dollhouse and things. But it, but for me, it just wasn't consistent enough to to rank any higher. Right. Right. All right, and we're also going to talk a little bit about our heroes and villains. We've ranked our top five heroes and villains. So what do you have down for your heroes? Who are some of your favorites? Okay, um, and I do have Buffy as, um, as my top hero. Um, and these are not necessarily in any specific order because this was a little hard. Um, and for basically what she did in the episode The Gift when she risked her life to, you know, to save the world. Yeah. Um, I also um, have Doyle as well for, for what he did in the episode Hero and Angel. I love Doyle. Love Doyle. Um, and I have River um, from In Serenity. Okay. Um, I, I totally thought she was a hero in that all the way. Yeah. Not just the fight scenes, but just... I don't know. She was, she was totally a hero. I liked her a lot better in Serenity than I did Firefly. She was actually one of my least favorite characters of Firefly, but I liked her a lot in the movie Serenity. Yeah, I think she had, I think they let her kind of step, almost like step out more. You know, I think from what Joss kind of explained, Serenity was basically getting into River's story. Absolutely. You know, you could tell they were setting it up and just didn't have the time to develop it during Firefly. So I was glad we got the movie and got some payoff on that. Absolutely. Yeah. <coughs> Screw Fox. <clears throat> <laughs> um, after River, I have um, Echo. Uh -huh. I, I thought she was a hero in, in many ways. Uh, you know, just like... And what would that have been? And needs, or was it um, echoes when she's she's trying to get, she wants the dolls to be freed. I think that would have been. Yeah, needs. Needs. 
Um, so I have Echo down for Hero as well. And uh, my last one is Xander. Okay. Um, for not only what he did um, at the end of season six, you know, with, with saving the world, but with him, you know, out of, you know, all the friends, not having, out of the Scoobies, not having any special powers, you know, being able to do magic or super strength or vampire werewolf. But he was, in a lot of ways, like Buffy had mentioned in some of her lines, you know, he, he's her heart. And I just, I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but yeah, I so, totally think Xander is a hero. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And who do you have down for some villains that you liked? Villains. My number one is Darla. Darla. All right. Darla. And I kind of did like a lot of, a lot of vampires in here. I kept coming <laughs> back to them. Uh, Angelus would be number two. Of course. Of course. Um, Spike. Drew. Or Drusilla. And I did Holtz. Okay. Had some good villains. Um, for my heroes, I chose Echo as my number one. I sort of have these in actual order. Um, I know it's hard to do. There's so many great characters. But I, of course, chose Echo for number one. Um, like you said, she just always put other people above herself. And she was kind of extreme, so I liked that, that, you know, she was an idealist. She wasn't just your, you know, completely moral hero. So I, I kind of liked that development in Caroline as well. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Um, I have Buffy as number two. Just, I mean, who doesn't love Buffy? She's great. <laughs> <laughs> I have Faith for number three. I actually liked her a lot. Um, I think post-Jail Faith, like in Angel Season 4 and in Buffy Season 7, was my favorite version of her. Um, sort of, I, I agree with that. I do. Sort of that torn between her past and her present and, and trying to be a, a good hero. I liked her a lot. I have Mal for number four. He was just Mal from Firefly. He was... A great hero. He had very good comedic relief for the show. So, um, and he always took care of his crew. So, got to give it up from that. And Absolutely. I have Anya for number five. I loved everything about Anya. Uh, she was hilarious. She wasn't always the most conventional hero as far as putting other people in front of herself, but uh, she was just a great character all around and one of my favorites. She's she definitely brings brings the comedy to to Buffy when where it's needed. A absolutely, absolutely, um, great character. Totally funny, totally funny. Um, for my villains, I have Angelus as number one. I, I wasn't a huge Angel fan. I liked him in Buffy, but I he was a, a little too goofy, I guess, in the show Angel. <laughs> um, but when he was Angelus, he David Boreanaz was on it, and you couldn't deny that. So. He did a great job. I, he was. He blew it out of the park every 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 time he did Angelus. It was just, it was it, just blew me away. Absolutely, absolutely. I have Alpha from Dollhouse as number two. Um, Alan Tudyk, as we've said before, just again blew that out of the water as well. Just completely great in sort of an unconventional role for him as well. I have the mayor as number three. I love the mayor. I loved his and Faith's relationship. Um, so I just liked his whole story arc in season three of Buffy, which is my favorite season of Buffy. Season three is your favorite season? Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, 
I have number four, I have Dominic from Dollhouse. His banter between Echo and Dominic during the first season of Dollhouse was was great. And you hated him so much, but he turned out to be such a great character. Absolutely. And number five, I have Caleb from season seven of Buffy, also played by Nathan Fillion. He was, uh, Nathan Fillion was also an awesome villain. He, he did that uh, just perfectly to me. Our next topic is our top five Whedon actors. Now, who, who are your, some of your favorites here? I know this is a hard thing to do. There's a lot of talented people in the Whedonverse. Okay. Um, my absolute favorite, without a doubt, would be Sarah Michelle Gellar or Sarah Michelle Prince. She is my absolute number one favorite actress of of all not even just in the Whedon verse but she's she's just phenomenally phenomenally talented Eliza Dushku would be my second very nice <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion would be three wow our lists are going to be very close on this one <laughs> uh, Summer Glau would be four mm-hmm. and Amy Acker is five I have a lot of chicks in here. I, I kind of do. Did, you do. Yes. No love for the Whedon guys, huh? It's just uh, you gotta admit that the chicks are awesome. Well, that's what Joss is known for. He's known for his, the kick-ass chicks. So absolutely, so. I love them all. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, First would be mine. Would be Eliza Dushku is number one. Um, I've just I've loved her for a long time. I've been a big fan. I love her movies. I love. The TV series that she's been a part of, and I just think she's an underrated great actress. I agree there. I, I totally agree. I wish she. I think she would totally just, as far as like big screen movies, I, I think she would just. I don't know. She'd be amazing. I don't know why she's not in more big budget, big screen movies. I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't understand it either. <laughs> um, Sarah Michelle Gellar is my second. Uh, she's just phenomenally talented. I mean, you look at Buffy and, and the reason Buffy was great. It had a lot of things in the background. It had a lot of great people. It had a lot of great storylines. But if you just look at the center of Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar's performance in each episode was just standout. And, and I think that's what helped the TV show gain such respect that it did. I agree. I agree with you there. Um, number three, I have Nathan Fillion as well. Oh, our top three are kind of they the are there, even though they're a little different. <laughs> we have the same top three. That's awesome. Very close, very close. Um, big fan of Nathan Fillion, and pretty much anything he does, he he turns to to gold. So, um, Olivia Williams, I have as number four from Dollhouse. Ooh. She's just she, you can't deny her talent. She's I mean, Joss even spoke before Dollhouse that there's no way he could get this woman to be a part of his show. And it happened. And she just was so great as the character of Adele. Um, and my final one, I have Inver Jokai. Um, oh yeah. I think he's a great actor. I don't agree that he's the best. I know a lot of people after dollhouse would, he's the best in the Whedon verse. And, and I think he's great. And I think he, as far as versatility, I'll agree that he's probably the best, but as far as there wasn't like that big emotional scene or uh, there were some great scenes from him, but not like Eliza Dushku and Sarah Michelle Gellar and other people had that. Right. Um, but he does have, have great versatility. Okay. I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, I, I did consider him for, 
the actors, but you know, he hasn't really been in any other projects besides um what is it, Point Dune? Point right? Dune, yeah. Point Dune. I think he's so, had a few small parts in movies, but but not a lot. But he he is definitely great. He's I think he's gonna have an awesome career ahead of him. Absolutely. He's just a great character actor and so I think there's a lot of room in Hollywood for character actors. Um, our next topic that we have is our top fight scenes. And to me, this was hard. There was just so many great fight scenes. And, and again, we're not just ranking from Buffy. We're not just ranking from Angel or Dollhouse. We're ranking from all four series. So it, it's a hard thing to do to look at all these things and all these amazing fight scenes that, that they've all been through. And, and to pick five is, is pretty difficult, but we, we tried our best. So what did you come up with? Okay. Um, my first two are a little bit similar, but they are completely different fight scenes. Okay. And um, since Firefly and Serenity are, you know, pretty much connected, I have River versus the Reefers. Okay. As, as my number one. Then I have River versus, I guess, the Maidenhead drunks i guess you would say i don't i don't know in the bar scene of serenity in the bar scene at ed maidenhead yes okay <clears throat> uh number three i have uh buffy verse angelus slash angel and uh becoming part two absolutely great fight scene uh buffy verse faith and graduation day part one great and uh the whole ending of chosen that whole fight scene absolutely is, that whole sequence is is incredible it's i i cannot watch that fight scene without crying <laughs> it's hard i know they take away anya i can't i can't believe it she's in my top 5 characters and of course they kill her i think every every you know actor did i think just the best, absolutely. Some of their best performances throughout any of the um, any of the seasons, and you know, I think a lot of it was you know them knowing it was their last episode. But I, I think every single one of them just was totally amazing in that episode. So absolutely, absolutely. And um, your fight scenes would be the first one I have is Echo and Ballard in Man on the Street. To me, this was just a, by far the best one-on-one -on -one fight scene that, that Whedon had produced. Um, just it, Tomo and Eliza, of course, you could see the the stunt doubles, but not as much as you, you saw in some other fight scenes. You could tell that they both gave it a lot, and the choreography and everything to this fight scene was pretty great for me. Number two, I have Buffy versus Angel and Becoming. Of course, that's just the classic Buffy fight scene. Absolutely. Um, number three, I have Buffy versus Faith in Graduation Day. Oh, no way. Absolutely. I know. Our no lists way. are very close. <laughs> great, great fight scene between these two. And you always love to watch them fight, no matter what episode it was from. They just, to watch their different styles and things like that was, was a good thing. I agree. All their fight scenes are amazing. Um, number four, we have the Serenity Crew versus the Reavers. I, I put the crew because... I like the whole start of this fight scene after Wash dies um, with each character. You know, Anora has the bow, and they're all fighting the Reavers. And this includes the River versus the Reavers as well. So I kind of cheated and lumped it all together. <laughs> um, number five, I have Angel versus Faith in Release. 
Um, Ooh. Great fight scene between these two. Um, I, I loved these characters. I loved their relationship. And it was great to finally see Faith versus Angelus. Um, and I do have one honorable mention. I know it's cheating as well, but I did put the Scoobies versus the Uber Vamps in Chosen as well. So I had that down as an honorable mention. Okay, then I, can I have an honorable mention, please? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, Buffy versus uh, Caleb when she, you know, axes him, cuts him in half. Yes, it's the episode before the finale. I'm not sure of the name. But it, um, it's, right on the, it's like right there, like in my brain, like getting ready to come out, and then it just stops. <laughs> it, it it was a great fight scene. I think everybody will remember the fight scene when you talk about it. Okay. Um, and our next category would be uh, top five uh, death scenes. So this was a little bit sad. This was not fun to come up with. I have to tell you, I sat and watched. For this and our top 10 episodes, I sat and watched just hours of Buffy, episodes of Dollhouse, episodes of, of Angel and Firefly, and there are some emotionally draining episodes to these shows. It's just ridiculous how emotional they make you and, and how much love you have for these characters. And so to go back and watch all these together, to watch the body, to watch Once More the Feeling, to watch Chosen, to watch... All these episodes where all these characters are dying that you love and watch them all on the same day. <laughs> it makes for a long day. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, for my top deaths, I have Buffy as number one. I have Buffy from The Gift. I know she died a couple of times, but just that whole sequence of, of her dying in The Gift to save Dawn and the speech she gave to Dawn, just and her headstone, you know, she saves the world a lot. Yeah, um, was, absolutely. Was a very emotional scene. Yes, it was. Uh, number two, I have Anya. Uh, I love the character of Anya, and uh, I hated that they took her out in the finale. She was so close, one episode away. <laughs> um, number three, I have Joyce. And it wasn't necessarily for the character. I mean, I liked the character of Joyce, but it wasn't necessarily the fact that she died. It was just the episode of the body that that made this death so iconic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and number four, I have Doyle. I love the character of Doyle. I know it's kind of a, he was only there for one season, but he, I loved Angel when, when Doyle was on it. And when he died, it's almost like I lost a little bit for Angel. And, right. you know, I put it down and I, I picked it up later on. But when he died, I think a, a part of me died for Angel. <laughs> and so uh, his death uh, w was pretty sad. It was. It was. Especially when you almost, when you sort of see Cordy actually starting to give him the attention that he's been wanting. And, you know, she said, well, you know, ask me out to dinner already. And then he dies. And it's like, it just makes it that, that much, much worse. Or just heartbreaking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the last one, I have Topher from Dollhouse. Um, I loved the character of Topher from day one. I know a lot of people had problems with him in the beginning. I think most people came to really love and enjoy his character toward the end. But from day one, Topher was the most Whedon character. He, he, I saw the most of Joss Whedon in him. In his humor and just everything about him, I saw Joss Whedon. So 
So he was one of my favorite characters of Dollhouse, and and I I saw it fitting to his character. He was the one that sort of helped push all this to the end of the world. I, I saw it fitting that he died, but it didn't make it any less sad. No, it didn't. All right, what did you come up with here? Um, number one, I have Buffy from The Gift. Uh, number two, I have uh, Joyce, um, the body. Number three, I have, um, I guess Fred doesn't really die, but, you know, when, when Fred dies, that whole scene with, with her and Wes, and, uh, yeah, that that's pretty heartbreaking. I, I, it's, uh, I can barely watch it. Absolutely. It, she just has such a slow, you know, death, and it, everybody loves the character of Fred. She's such a great character. Amy Acker's a great actress, and she has such life, I guess you could say. And so to, to see that taken away was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. She has such life, and, and that, that's a really good way to put it. Um, uh, for my number four, I have Topher uh, Epitaph 2. And my final one, I have Spike in Chosen. That was a, another. I wasn't a big Spike fan, um, to be honest, so... That one didn't hurt me as bad as the others, <laughs> but I can. I know a lot of people loved his character. I did. I, I well, the whole episode of Chosen, I pretty much cried. But <laughs> Buffy and him were saying goodbye, and he was starting to turn to dust. I I cried even harder. So yeah, that was that was a big moment for Buffy and Spike, I guess. And you can say that you cried. Are you are you going to say you know big tough guy? I don't cry. I I I've honestly never cried in a TV show. I can Ugh. I can say that if I was ever going to cry, it would probably be during a Joss Whedon show. Right. Um, right. I have never cried, but if I was going to cry, um, it would have definitely been. I don't know if it'd been. It, it would have probably been the end of Epitaph Two, uh, yeah. which I'll talk about a little later. But that that would probably be the most hard hitting moment for me. So if I would have cried, it'd have been then. Um, we okay. do want to talk a little bit about the couples that Joss Whedon introduced us to. Um, there were a lot of couples that came and went. That you know, Buffy went with this person, then she went with this person. But uh, what were your um, favorite couples here? Um, my favorite couple, which I think a lot of people would agree, would be Buffy and Angel. Uh, of course. Um, my second one is Willow and Tara. And that one I loved for many reasons. For one thing, it was pretty much the first gay or lesbian relationship that, that was shown on at least network TV. Yeah. And like the first, um, uh, I guess you would say, lesbian kiss. Yeah, um, there were a lot of them actually in Buffy. So I mean, there was there was a lot of reasons why I liked Willow and Tara's relationship. I think they had, up until the end, I think they had the most um, very humble, I guess you would say, very strong relationship, and it was it was nice to see that because um, with Buffy having you know her issues with relationships and you know Xander up until he got to be serious with Anya, you know, I, 
I just think it was probably one of my, you know, again, one of my favorite relationships. Um, and this one I put in here, um, I'm not too sure why. I, I did love it. I know a lot of people hated it. But um, I have Angel and Cordy. Oh, I, I didn't hate it. I, I, I wasn't a fan of it, though. Um, she had a great character arc in the... I mean, if you look at her from day one of Buffy to the end of Angel, I mean, she probably had one of the most extensive arcs that a character had in any of the series. I agree with you. Absolutely. One of my favorites. Um, but as far as their relationship, I knew it was coming. I mean, from day one of Angel, you knew it was going to happen. She was the lead female. He was the lead male. You just knew it was going to eventually happen. Um, but I, I wasn't a huge fan of their couple relationship. But it's cool that you are. <laughs> I, I, like, the only, you know, it was hard. It, it was one of my favorites. It was. and But at times, I felt like Angel was betraying Buffy in a way. But then, you know, Buffy was also with Spike. And, you know, of course, Angel would absolutely not be a fan of that relationship whatsoever. And kept me in that. I think Buffy and Spike was probably my least favorite relationship of the Whedonverse. But they just, they had wonderful chemistry together. And you just, I don't know. You just, you just kind of, a lot of people just hoped they would get together because of the seasons of it almost being like a tease. You, you would see the chemistry building you would see, you you could see that they were more trusting of each other, and you know, especially after Connor came. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I'm with you on that. Um, in fact, one of my favorite Angel moments that we'll talk about a little later is between Angel and Cordelia, and it's actually a romantic moment. Um, so again, I didn't hate it at, at all. Um, but again, I, I guess it's like everybody wants Buffy and Angel together, and and so. That may be why I despise the Buffy and Spike relationship so much. Because, um, you know, you just want Buffy and Angel together. I agree with you there. I agree with you on there. Um, my next relationship is Wes and Fred. I think they had the most just adorable, true love, just loving, I want to be with you forever <laughs> relationship. And it was just heartbroken. It was just, it was heartbreaking when, you know, Fred died and, you know, and became Illyria because, you know, they finally, you know, got their relationship and it was just, I don't know, they had a really just a beautiful relationship. Yeah. And it had to be hard seeing Illyria in Fred's body because, I mean, I know it wasn't Fred, but it looked like Fred with blue right. hair. Um, yes, it did. Yes, it so, did. So, I mean, that, that had to have been hard for him to see her every day and, and to sort of remind her every day. Right. You, you saw him, you know teaching her, you know, how to be human. And, and, you know, she would bring it up. Like, you know, is it hard because of, of the shell I'm in? So, you know, Wesley, sh you know, showed that, you know, he was basically only helping Illyria because of who she was, who she looked like. And, you know, and Illyria recognized that as well. Yeah. Um, and my last relationship would be Priya and Anthony. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yours would be? Mine are very, very similar with a few differences. Um, number one is Buffy and Angel. Uh, Woohoo! 
I think that's a lot of people's number one. It was the first big Whedon relationship, and it was just the huge iconic, just forbidden love that so many TV shows and so many movies try to recreate and and sort of fail at at times. So, so great great story with those two. Um, Malin and Nora is actually my second favorite. Um, oh, good one! I was I was a big fan of them. I loved both the characters, and Nora was very close to being in my top heroes. She um, she was a great character. He was a great character, and, and their banter and sort of never really having the relationship that you know they could um, uh, was great to watch. I Absolutely. Have, I have Victor and Sierra, or Priya and Anthony, as my number three. Um, this just showed so much about Dollhouse. Echo evolved in her own way, and, and these two did as well. They may not have remembered their own imprints, but they remembered each other and, and sort of had that love that defied everything. Um, so so I really liked them together. Cool. And your next one? Um, Willow and Oz. I'm a Willow and Oz fan. It, it hurt me. I, I liked Tara as a character. I didn't mind her. And, and I didn't mind Willow uh, becoming a lesbian at all. But I just love Willow and Oz. They're both tiny and they're both cool and, you know, in their own geeky ways. And and just these two characters together um, was, was pretty great to me. Um, number five for the last one, I have Xander and Anya. Um, I, I liked these two characters again. They were both uh, pretty comedic and uh, I thought they fit well. They did. They did. It was, it, I would say they were the top comedic couple out of, <laughs> out of the series. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to our top 10 Whedon episodes. Now, this was the hardest thing. I spent days going over this, of, of like I said, watching all these things. And, and I still don't know that these are my top 10 episodes, but this is the best estimate that I could come up with. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You you write them down, and you'd scratch that one out, and then you'd add another one, then you'd scratch that one out. So. I know, and you'd just come up with like, I mean, I think when I first started, just off the top of my head, not looking at any lists or anything, off the top of my head, I had about 17 or 18 Buffy episodes alone. So it, it took a lot to narrow these down. Uh, what did you come up with? Okay, and again, these are in no particular order because it, this was incredibly hard. Um, out of gas, um, objects in space, a storyteller is, is one of my favorite episodes. I think Tom Link is just so funny, so funny in that episode. And I just, I love watching it. it I laugh the entire time. It's like one of those episodes that even though you know the jokes in it and you know it's funny, it's like it never gets old. I, I laugh my butt off the entire episode. <laughs> um, Chosen would be my next one. Um, Pangs would be my next one. I think that's one of my favorite Xander comedic eps with his syphilis that he gets. I <laughs> love Pangs. I think everybody in that does a phenomenal job. It's just hilarious. Um, Hush would be my next one. Great episode. Uh, my next one would be Spin the Bottle, uh, the Angel episode where they do the spell to try to help Cordy um, get her memory back after she mm -hmm. gets back down from you know being um, 
the higher being or, higher or being. wherever she was supposed to be. Um, I just, I love that episode, especially Wesley with uh, his little hidden weapons in his arms and he <laughs> stabs himself when Fred screams. I, I love that part. Absolutely. Uh, Epitaph 2. Belonging. Mm-hmm. And I Will Remember You. Great, great episodes. Great list. And actually a few in there that I, that I wouldn't have, uh, I guess that most people wouldn't pick. So, so great job. All um, right. Your list. My list, I actually do have in a top ten order. Now, granted, these, these change. Um, of course, they change. Um, number one, I have The Attic from Dollhouse. Ooh, great episode and like I said earlier this was the moment that Dollhouse surpassed Buffy for me it, it was the moment where Dollhouse went to my number one show so great great episode number two I have Becoming from Buffy um, number three I have Epitaph 2 The Return from Dollhouse number four I have The Body from Buffy um, very very emotional episode um, number five I have Orpheus from Angel um, big fan of this episode, big fan of the whole Angel and Faith relationship, and I think this episode probably had the best moments between them, so big fan of that. Um, number six, I have Once More with Feeling. Of course. Of course, just mostly because of what it did. I mean, how could you ever think a show like Buffy could come out with a musical episode and it be such an amazing, amazing episode? So, um, I love the music. I love the actors did a great job with it. So they um, did. Um, number seven, I actually have consequences from Buffy season three. Um, the scene between again, Angel and Faith where that, you know, it, she's just killed a real person and Angel's got her chained in his, uh, mansion or wherever he was mm -hmm. and, and sort of having that talk, uh, with her, trying to sort of tempt her away from the darkness. Uh, just a great moment for me. Number eight, I've chosen from Buffy. Great finale. And number nine is my only Firefly episode I've out of gas. Wonderful uh, episode. Wonderful, definitely. And number 10 is actually Vows from Dollhouse. Um, I know that's probably not in most people's top 10, but Something about this episode speaks to me. I watch it all the time. It's, it's definitely my most watched Dollhouse episode and probably my most watched Whedon episode. Um, I think Amy and Eliza just both give standout performances in this episode. Um, so I, I really took to it. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. I do have a few honorable mentions. I, che I cheated again. You cheater. I cheated. I cheated. It's not my fault you didn't think of it. Um, <laughs> oh God, go ahead. From Buffy, I have the prom, just incredible episode. The scene in the sewers, if I was going to cry in Buffy, it would have been that scene where they're breaking up. Um, graduation day as well. Amazing Buffy episode and innocence. Great episode. Um, from dollhouse, I have Omega man on the street and belonging. All spectacular episodes. And from angel, I have, I will remember you. So all good episodes, all good episodes. It was so hard to pick. I, I had to throw in a few mentions. <laughs> the next thing that we're going to do, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments from the Whedon series. We've mapped out a few of our favorite moments from Buffy, Firefly, Angel, and Dollhouse. Um, and we wanted to talk to you a little bit about those moments and, and why they're so special to us. 
Uh, what did you come up with for Buffy? Um, I came up, you know, um, the prom episode when Jonathan gives Buffy the, um, the class protector award. Yeah. I, I think that was one of my favorite moments or, or scenes. Um, I just, you know, with, you know, only the Scooby gang and, you know, so many other people knowing about, you know, how Buffy, what Buffy does and how she saves the world and, and protects all these people. You know, it was it was just really nice that, you know, Buffy always talks about, you know, how, I guess, challenging or, or how, you know, crappy her life is because of, you know, when she's talking to Cordy in the Homecoming episode. Yeah. So she, she doesn't have, she doesn't really have much of anything good in her life because of, you know, being the Slayer. And when, you know, when we see this, you know, they, they recognized, you know, that she's doing all these all these wonderful things. She's making things better. I thought that was a great moment for for Buffy. So so I love that. It was a great moment, and again, it, it sort of showed you that they didn't really know what she did, but they knew she did something that helped them, and so it was good for her to get that recognition. Um, I also have um, season two. Um, Buffy's birthday episode surprise and how that ends when um, Buffy and Angel make love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody kind of wanted that for the characters for for so long. You could see that they were, you know, they, they really they really had true love and they were, you know, a good boy and a good girl for long enough. And, <laughs> yeah. And I I really loved that for them for you know for their relationship although not what happens afterwards but yeah no, I, I, I get love you. that moment and also I have um, when Xander saves the world when he is he basically you know is talking to Willow and you know saying you know I love you and he's you know basically just bringing her back down to back down to earth like you know listen we care you know we're trying to help you and it's just like. He does it just by saying, I love you. He doesn't do it this this crazy gesture like, you know, Buffy's trying to fight her and all that. He just is just really He's showing just, her love and, and caring. And I think that was a great Xander moment. You know, it's not always about being a superhero or having, you know, some special supernatural gift. Yeah. And so I, I love that scene. I love that moment. Um. And I have, you know, a little bit of others, but those were some of the ones that, that really kind of stuck out to me. Okay, great moments, obviously. Um, do you want to do yours now? Yeah. Or do yes, you- I, I have a few more than you. <laughs> I cheated again. Okay. Um, the first one is the Buffy speech in Becoming Part 2, when she's talking to Joyce about being a slayer. That, to me, was one of the most emotional moments of, of the series when she's talking about how much she would rather be studying or, um, you know, talking to boys or talking on the phone, you know, anything mundane and regular, how much she would rather be doing that than, than the dangerous job that she does. And and just to see Sarah in that scene was incredible. So, so that has to be my favorite moment of Buffy. Um, and my favorite moment of is also Buffy. Uh, the second one I have is the cookie dough speech in Chosen. Mm. Um, 
just a great scene between these two. And, and I know they sort of didn't answer the question of, of who Buffy ends up with. Um, but that sort of gives you a little hope, I guess, that she does, she does love Angel. And, and maybe when she's ready, uh, it'll actually happen for them. So, so that gave Buffy and Angel fans a little hope. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Um, I have the slow motion run at the end of Becoming One. I just loved everything about the Becoming episode. But that was another emotional scene, you know, and the way they shot it and just hearing her footsteps and, and knowing that she was too late to sort of save her friends um, was a great moment. Um, there's something to sing about in Once More With Feeling, Sarah's uh, last song. Um, said so much in, in, in a three-minute song. Uh, you know, it was hard to sort of say she had been in heaven and, and they had sort of ripped her out of there. And so to hear her sing it was, was a good moment. Um, I have Angel's reaction to Buffy and Innocence, which is what happens after <laughs> your, your moment in surprise. Uh, this is the first right. time we really see Angelus interact with Buffy and, and just how cold and how he is to her and to see her reaction to that was heartbreaking. It um, was. I do have a few more moments. The Angel and Faith scene, like I talked about earlier in Consequences, you know, he's telling her you don't have to disappear into the darkness. You can fight this. And that was a good moment. Um, I have the Buffy and Angel moment from the prom where they're in the sewers. And uh, again, another emotional moment. I liked when Buffy and Angel switched bodies in Who Are You? Good one. Um, just just seeing them two play each other. Uh, it was it was a pretty great episode. And lastly, I had the Anya speech in the body um, when she's in the dorm room with everybody. And she's just talking about how she doesn't understand. She's asking all these questions that she probably shouldn't ask. And she's bringing up all these things that she shouldn't about death. And, and to see her reaction to Willow yelling at her uh, was one of my favorite Anya moments. That's a good one. Um, our next one we have is our dollhouse moments. Uh, what did you come up with for this? Um, I would say um, Topher's death. Um, that scene, that, that moment there. Um, you know, from what we talked about earlier, you know, with him kind of being mainly responsible for, you know, the tech being out and what it was doing to the world and, you know, it becoming, you know, ba basically an apocalypse. And and he basically, he redeems himself and he kind of, you know, he, he saves the world. So, so that, whole, that whole scene right there was amazing. Um, when Paul finally gets in the dollhouse and, and Briar Rose... Great moment. After him trying, you know, to, to prove to everybody that it's real. And that was just, um, that was just pretty, pretty amazing. Um, when we first meet Alpha, which is in the same episode, um, we hear about Alpha and we see the scenes of, you know, the flashbacks of, you know, all the bodies being cut up and, and you know, Echo being, you know, one of the people that was, you know, not killed. And, you know, we see Dr. Saunders' face and we hear all this horrible stuff. And then we finally meet Alpha. That that whole moment there was like a just a big gasp. Um, when, uh, you know, when we see that something's wrong with um, 
Sierra, and we find out that she is being raped by her handler. Mm-hmm. And uh, Boyd kind of use his, you know, well, supposed cop skills, detective skills, and um, he finds out who it is, and, and he punches the guy and goes and, you know, he breaks through the glass. I, I, I loved that episode because, I don't know, again, that was like a little hero moment for yeah. what he did for Sierra. And that was just a great episode all around. And I guess this is kind of similar to that one. Um, in the episode of um, Dollhouse uh, Belonging, um, you know, when Priya um, goes back to Nolan's house and he's trying to kill her more or less and, you know, what Boyd and Topher do for her there. Um, it was, I think that was kind of a big change for what we thought about Topher and Boyd. Yeah. Um, so, so that whole scene there with, you know, them, I guess, kind of getting rid of Nolan's body and yeah. so those that, are, those are some of my favorite little scenes throughout Dollhouse. That did set up a good moment cause it shorter, it, it helped show the humanity side of Topher that we hadn't seen and it showed sort of a seedier side to, um, Boyd that, that we hadn't really seen as well. So great moments. Absolutely. Um, I have a few more, again, with Dollhouse and, and Buffy. Those are my two favorites, so it was very hard to pick. I promise the lists are, are smaller on the other two series. <laughs> um, the first moment I have is Echo's final imprint and her final walk through the Dollhouse in Epitaph 2. You know, she, she, gets, she gets Ballard. And to me, um, they didn't always have the most time to flesh out the relationship between Echo and Ballard. I was a fan of their relationship. I know a lot of people had problems with it. Um, but I was a big fan of their relationship, and to me, this sort of cemented it as their ending. Um, I, I thought it was a very clever way to end the show. And again, if I was going to cry in Dollhouse, it would have been here, uh, watching Echo almost get the happy ending, not not entirely, but almost get the happy ending, and, and as well as us as fans, walking through the Dollhouse with her one last time, because she knew it was the series finale, and, and the doors were closing, and this was pretty much our, our final moments of the series, so... Uh, very emotional moment. I uh, it was directed very well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the Adele and Topher scenes and Echoes in season one, their <laughs> their banter when they're high is is just hilarious. And I loved Olivia Williams in these scenes. And she's that's the only time you'll see her like this. She's she's very well kept. I guess you could say in the rest of the series. Very proper. Um, very proper. And and so this is the one time she really gets to let loose. And her comedic timing, I mean, and their banter between each other was genius. It was. It was completely hilarious, especially Topher in his underwear. <laughs> and you see Topher in his underwear. That That's, it. oh, it's so funny. Yeah, great, great scenes together. Um, number three, I have Victor in Man on the Street. Um, as you know, Victor's... Probably my favorite doll, as far as when he's in doll state, and he's talking to Echo, and he's sitting on the couches right before they come and take him away, and he's he's saying to Echo, "I just don't understand. They won't tell me what I've done wrong." He knows that he's apparently done something wrong. He knows that Sierra's afraid of him, but he just doesn't understand what he's done to to make all these people angry and to make 
Sierra run from him or, or to scream when he comes around. And just seeing that heartbreak in his eyes that he knows something's wrong, he knows he's done something, but he just doesn't know what it is, uh, it is a pretty great moment um, of season one. Yes. Um, Echo and Val's, uh, her speech at the end of the episode under Topher's office, um, just the way they shot it with, with Eliza under the rafters and Paul coming up and them sort of vowing to take down the dollhouse um, was just a great moment for her character as well as the show. Good one. Um, I have the Millie doll reveal in here. Um, iconic scene, iconic line, of course, with the three flowers in a vase. Just a, a whole great sequence that, that Josh shot for Man on the Street. Um, I do have a few more. I have Topher and Sierra and Honed. Their whole, uh, his geek fantasy, I guess you could say, and, and sort of getting that active on his birthday every year, and then playing laser tag. And this was my favorite Sierra imprint, and I loved their their banter between each other, their reactions to each other. Um, and if I was going to go to the dollhouse, this would be the the girl that I created. <laughs> um Number seven, I have Claire and Topher and Vows. Um, just their whole scenes together and their arguments and and sort of trying to figure out the differences and, and why Claire didn't want to figure out who she was and you know, realizing it's because she's a real person now and if she figures out who she was before becoming a doll, then you know, she no longer exists. And so that was just a great a great scene between those two. I agree there. I do love that scene. Um, and for the final two, I have the echo breakdown in Epitaph 2 after Ballard is shot. Um, probably the best single scene from Eliza in the whole series. Um, you know, just regretting everything she didn't get to say to him, telling him that she that she actually loved him and, and letting him all the way in. Um, great. great scene from Eliza. And then their scene in the truck, her and Paul together. And... Uh, sort of their final scene together was a great moment. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I can't believe I didn't think to put that one down. <laughs> great. I, there's just too many. And that's, that's the thing. And that's, that's why I, I wanted to create this cast with you. It's just, there's so many great moments to Whedon series to show why we love Joss Whedon and why we love the things he's created. And, and it's hard to narrow it down with all these lists. It is. I think, you know, if we do a cast, Similar to this again, it's going to have to be, you know, our other five favorite scenes. Our other <laughs> favorite yeah, the things that didn't make it into the first podcast. <laughs> um, and the next one we have is Angel. What what moments did you come up with for this show? Um, I would say um, in the episode, I will remember you at, at the very end when Angel is explaining to Buffy that you know, what he had to do with, um, the oracles and yeah. he had, you know, he explaining, um, you know, I had to take the day back and you're not going to remember it. And the whole scene, that whole scene right there, they're, yeah, they're kissing and Buffy's, you know, crying and she's like, it's not enough time. It's not enough time. You know, I, you know, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. And then it's like, then it just, it just jumps back to, where they were arguing, and I don't know that that was a hard scene to watch. Absolutely, they they played that well too. They did, they did. Um, Cordy and Doyle 
uh, kissing in um, in Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, after you know, you see that Doyle, you know, is just head over heels for Cordy, and Cordy doesn't give him a time of day until you know it's pretty much you know too late, and that kiss between them. Even though at that point we didn't know that he was giving her, you know, the visions, but that scene right there was um, that was one of my favorite scenes. Um, and when Connor is born would be my next one. When uh, Darla and Angel, you know, are talking about, you know, and Darla's saying, you know, we never did anything right. You know, we've just, we did all these horrible things. And this is, you know, the only thing that we ever did right. And then, you know, she she stakes herself so that Connor can be born because she can feeling him. She's feeling him, you know, slipping away. Yeah. Um, so that, that alley scene right there and then Holt's comes out, sees that Angel's holding the baby. Yeah. And and you're thinking, oh no, after all this, and and holds lets them walk away. That whole alley scene is probably one of my favorites in all of Angel's um seasons. It's definitely one that sticks in your brain. Um and at the beginning of season three, um when we, it's at the end of, I believe it's the first or second episode, I'm trying to remember. Um, when we see, you know, Darla in the bar and, you know, and you can tell that she's probably in Mexico. And, you know, he's like, you know, I found the guy, you know, I found, you know, where he is or whatever. And you're not sure, you know, what the guy is, is referring to, you know, who, who's Darla looking for. And she stands up, and you see that she's pregnant. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a very memorable, very memorable scene. Um, my next one would be um, the the Faith and Angel scene in the alley when she's kind of like, you know, breaking down, just basically, you know, asking Angel to kill her because, you know, she knows that, She's dangerous. She's unhappy. She's sad. She doesn't trust herself. She doesn't want to hurt anybody anymore. And, you know, what she was doing was basically a cry for help. And Absolutely. Um, Great and, moment. And she just, you know, she breaks down. She's crying. And Angel, after all that he's done, and even, you know, Wesley coming down with the knife, Wesley, for you know, after her torturing him, he just drops the knife. He doesn't kill her. And Angel just is holding her while she's crying. Um, and I think that's why they kind of keep that in the opening credits, too. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite scenes. Absolutely. And the, again, I know we talk about performances so much, but there's just so many great ones. And, and Eliza Jishko just completely uh, sort of broke the mold with that one, especially with the character of Faith. Um, you had never really seen that emotional side to her. She had always been very cold, very off-putting, I guess you could say, uh, when it came to emotional things. And to see her break down like that was a hard thing. Absolutely. It's it's one of my most just, one of my favorite scenes out of all, even out of all the, um, out of all the um, series. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it was a great, great scene. Okay, and this is my last Angel one. Uh, this would be the season three finale 
um, when Angel and Cordy are on their way to the bluffs to, you know, to, to basically tell each other that they love each other, you know, they have feelings, you know, and, and Gru had just left because, you know, he knew how Cordy felt and Angel is sunk to the bottom of the ocean by Connor and, um, I forget her name at this point. Um, but the chick who, um, Wesley captures, you know, that we see at the beginning of season four and, um, she, you know, he captures her and basically keeps her in a cage, you know, to find Angel, you know, that chick. Yeah. Um, and Angel sunk to the bottom of the ocean and then, one of my favorite demons, uh, Skip, um, comes and then and Cordy becomes a higher being. Uh, that whole scene there, it's just like absolutely nothing worked out the way it should have been. Yeah, that was a hard scene to watch for me because although I wasn't a huge fan of them being together at that time and watching it, you just wanted it to happen. And like you said, nothing went right. So, And that's all I have for Angel. Okay. Um, for the first angel moment that I have is the same as yours. It's the angel and Buffy moment at the end of our remember you. Um, again, just a, a great moment between these two and a hard moment to watch and to know that, that he has to keep that memory, um, uh, is a, is a hard thing. It is. Um, the second moment I have is the angel and faith dream walk in Orpheus. Um, you know, where she goes into his head, um, you know, they had the big fight scene that was one of my favorites um, earlier, and then she lets him bite her just so he can get the poison, and they both go through this dream walk, and we sort of see Angel, like we've never seen him, because we've saw, we've seen a lot pre-Soul, and we've seen a lot, you know, once he entered Buffy, the, the series, but there wasn't a lot of his in-between life that they actually showed. Right. Um, and to show that part of his life and just the connection that Angel and Faith had that, that Angel and Buffy could never have. It was never romantic, but it was just, they both had dark past. They both had things they regret and they're both fighting to overcome it. Right. Um, exactly. So that was just an iconic scene of, of Angel for me. Um, number three, I actually had the Cordelian Angel moment at the end of your welcome. Um, this is the, I believe the 100th episode is her final episode where she actually fades away. Um, but just their final moments together, their kiss together. Um, it, it was just a hard scene to watch. Ew. Yes, it was. Um, and then I had the ending in Not Fade Away, which is the series finale. Um, just the very end after Wesley's died and it's Illyria and Gunn and Angel and everybody's in the alley and, you know, it just fades to black as as they sort of take on Wolfram and Hart. Uh, it, it was a very open-ended, but but a great way to end the series. Absolutely. Yes, it was. Um, and the final moment I have is the moment between Illyria and Spike in the episode Origin. Um, you know, they had a really great banter together. And um, to see them fight each other and, and, you know, her calling him her pet... And, and stuff yeah. like that. And just their their scenes together were always great. So so I liked I had to add them to my top moments. Good one. Good one. All right. It is our final series moments. We have Firefly. 
Um, what were your favorite moments here? Um, I would, uh, I'll start out with, um, Ariel. Uh, when we, at the end of Ariel, when Mal, you know, realizes that Jane was the one that, that, you know, turned, that basically, you know, called the police or the Alliance. Yes. Saying that, you know, that, you know, uh, that the Tams were there and, you know, to come and get him. He wanted his money. And, you know, Mal locks Jane, you know, in the, in the back of the ship. And we kind of see a different side to Jane there. Um, you know, he, he's willing, you know, to risk his life, but he's like, you know, don't tell him what I did. Yeah. Um, so that scene right there is just, it's one of the only times that we see a different side of Jane. So I, I like that one for that reason. It's actually a big moment for Mal for me as well. And it's one of the reasons that he's actually in my top heroes list is because you see the links that he goes to to protect his crew. And, and it doesn't matter if it's crew member versus crew member. Who's right is who he's going to protect. And he's willing to sort of get rid of one of his, I guess, longest crew members to, for these two sort of newer people um, because it's right. And, and so you see the links that he goes to to protect his crew, and, and I like that a lot for the character. Exactly, exactly. It's a nice way to put it. Um, the next one would be when we see, um, I guess, I guess it will be a combination of two things. We see Ainara kiss Mal, you know, when she thinks that, you know, He's dead when he's on the floor um, in the um, Mrs. Reynolds episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mrs. Reynolds. Um, so to see them kind of kiss, and which was kind of, you know, it, you know, a little exciting, although Mal was passed out. And then later on in the episode, you know, Mal walks into Einar's shuttle. And, you know, he's starting to bring up the kiss. And Einar... You could just see it in her eyes. She is wanting him to say, you know, I knew that you kissed me. You know, it wasn't her that, you know, kissed you. And turns out Mao is just, just completely stupid. He, he didn't get it at all. Yeah. So I, I like that little, that little scene there. Um, my next one would be from episode War Stories. Uh Kaylee, you know, it's when they're kind of going to um, rescue Mal. And, you know, Kaylee is, you know, kind of freaking out because, you know, there's those uh, three of uh, Niska's, you know, men are coming with the guns and she kind of backs away and hides in, in Serenity. And uh, River comes up and, you know, takes a peep out and just just with her eyes closed, three shots, and, you know, she has shot them all down. Yeah. Um, I, I love that scene. That's when we, I think that was a big kind of, I guess, oh, hard. I'm trying to find a way to explain this. That was a big river moment, I guess. I, it, it was a big river moment, and it was one of the first moments when we can see that there is something really different about river there's something else going on up inside of her brain that's that she's not letting anybody know about yeah yeah so I, that's what i have for firefly and what do you have 
Um, for my top Firefly moment, I have um, Mouse sees Serenity for the first time and out of gas. Um, for the second, I have Mal and Inara. They're ending in the movie Serenity. Um, I, I liked the way he ended this. I liked that not everybody had that perfect little wrapped-up ending. And um, to sort of see that hope of her, it's almost like the Buffy and Angel ending to me. It's that sort of glimmer of hope where right. she says you know, she's going to stick around for a little while. Um, that it doesn't give you the perfect ending like it does with Kaylee and Simon, but it, it does give you that little glimmer of hope that, that it could happen. So I liked that ending a lot. Um, for the third, I have Kaylee gets her dress in Shindig. <laughs> I love this woman. I love the character of Kaylee. She is probably my favorite Firefly character, just all around character. Um, so I loved, you know, Mal sort of how rude he was in the beginning to her. And, and again, not seeing what she was clearly stating, as you said, with Anara, and, and then him going back and getting the dress for her. Um, and then seeing her at the party, it was just a great episode for Kaylee. It was. And she was just so adorable. <laughs> um, I have the Mal and Anara kiss on our Mrs. Reynolds, which is what you spoke about earlier. And for the last, I have the Serenity fight scene, the Serenity crew members versus the Reavers. Awesome scene. So all great moments from four spectacular series. Absolutely. And our last category we have is the least favorite characters. And I, I was talking to my friend uh, Cindy yesterday, and, and I was trying to come up with this. This was the last category we added. And I was like, I'm going to get slaughtered for this list because... So many people love these characters, and just because they don't speak to me doesn't mean it's not someone else's favorite. Um, but right. I, I went all out with these, so uh, there's definitely some some fan favorites in here that <laughs> that I may get slaughtered for. What, what did you come up with on your least favorite characters? Um, I, I didn't come up with um, too many. Uh, my first one, I think, would have to be so many people's most just despised character of Dawn. Amen. <laughs> I, uh, she just was whiny. I want attention. Why is it not about me? Blah, 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 blah. And I love, you know, when bad Willow says that to her, you know, it would be, you know, great basically if you weren't here anymore. Cause she, you know, wanted to, I guess, kind of take, you know, Dawn's, I guess, magic powers or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's like, it would be great not to hear your constant whining anymore. <laughs> so I loved, I loved that, that, that finally somebody said something. Exactly. To somebody mentioned it. Um, my second one, um, would be Gavin. I, I, I couldn't, I could not stand Gavin at all. He was just kind of a little bit of a ponce, I guess you could say little, just, thought he was perfect and you know he was so smart he was very egotistical so yeah it's not like him and the other was um Gwen um I thought she was kind of the same way and in, in a lot of ways um I thought she was kind of egotistical although she hit it very well um I think it kind of came out I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. Um, 
and that's kind of really all I could really think of as far as my least, you know, my my hated characters. Wow. Well, I'm going to say these are my least favorite characters. I won't say hated. Um, well, yeah, least favorite. Yeah. Because if I said hated and then I told you this top ten list that I have right here, uh, I would get a lot of hate mail. So I may not put my email in this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my first character, obviously, is Dawn. Um, if, if I were ever to say that Buffy jumped the shark at all, um, it, I, it would be with the added character of Dawn. Um, I just, I didn't take to her character at all. Like you said, she was completely whiny and very annoying. Um, yes, she was. So I could have definitely done without her, or at least maybe just brought her in for season five and, and let her jump off the, <laughs> yes, the that thing would've... at the end. That would have been a great Dawn ending to me. Um, and it maybe would have made me like her character a little more. Yeah, possibly. Um, number two, I have Kennedy, uh, which is Willow's girlfriend in season seven. Um, again, very annoying. Uh, just not, not a fan at all. Um, number three, I have Gunn from Angel. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I just, he was very one note, very boring of a character to me, um, I just didn't see much in him that I that I cared for at all. Um, number four, I have Shepard from Firefly. Um, I didn't hate his character. I didn't I didn't like his character. Um, he he was just kind of middle of the road for me. Um, I keep saying um because I know Whedon fans everywhere. Not that we have a ton of listeners, but I know Whedon fans everywhere just standing up and they're throwing things at their computer because of me. Um, <laughs> But but I wasn't a, a huge fan of Shepard. I think his only memorable moment to me was when he let his hair out real big and River got scared. Yes. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, I have the parents down, both of them, uh, Cindy and uh, what was Alexis' character's name? Daniel Parent. Um, I liked his doll reveal. I thought it was a great moment for season two. Um, but character-wise, just... I don't know. I didn't take to either one of their characters. Um, I guess very bland characters. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with um, the the what's her name? Who uh, the what's her name? Cindy. Cindy. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, Cindy played by um, uh, Stacy Scowley. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. I I didn't care for that character either. I really did not. Yeah, and her voice was her voice is very odd and and sort of off putting, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Just just throw things at me. I'll I'll give you my home address. Um, number six, and this is a big one. Actually, number six and seven, and possibly eight, could get me murdered. Number six is Drusilla. Um, <gasps> I know, I know. Uh, just not a fan. Uh, very again, whiny character. Uh, uh, very, very useless um, to me. Uh, other than a love interest for Spike, I just didn't see much to her character. I'm sorry. I, kn- I know you. No, no. You're, that's fine. Go. <laughs> it's okay. I can hear I see where you're coming from that. I, I, do, com- I do see where you're coming from. And if, oh. it, if it wasn't for Spike, I, I, you're right. It, uh, there wouldn't be much of a purpose for Drusilla. Um, number seven is Wesley. Um, no. <gasps> no, that, that's, that's hard, but go ahead. Go uh, ahead. I'm going to have to edit this out because there's no way. Um, 
but Wesley, I, I'm just not a fan of Wesley. I, and I think that was my problem with Angel, was that there were so many of the main core cast that I just didn't take to, uh, that, that sort of ranked it lower for me. Because pretty much I loved the Buffy cast, I loved the Firefly cast, I loved the, the Dollhouse cast as a whole. And, and so I think not liking Gunn, not liking Wesley, was, was a major reason why I didn't take to Angel as well. Uh, and the reason is, is I liked Wesley and Buffy. He was great comic relief. And, and he did have a great arc. Uh, but at times he could be very depressing and, and, and sort of almost too mundane in, in Angel. And yeah. so I, I didn't take to his storylines as well. He, it, it got a little overbearing at times, especially toward the end with, you know, him trying to kill Connor and, and Angel and them hating him for a while and, and getting in with Lila and just things like that that I didn't take to as well for his character. I would say of any of, of you know, of the Wesleys, because Wesley changed so much. Yes. You did. know, between Buffy and Angel and continued to change throughout Angel. Mm-hmm. I would say it would be in Buffy when, you know, he tried to have, you know, the council take faith and, you know, when he didn't want to basically, you know, help try to save Angel when uh, Faith shot him with the poison arrow. Um, that was when you disliked his character? Yeah, that's when I disliked him. He just, he, but he just, he kind of just was trying to hold everybody back in, in a lot of ways and, and trying to, I don't know. That was the only time I did not really care for Wesley's character. I think see, a lot of people hated him at that point. At that time, I still liked him. Um, and it was mostly because he was kind of a character you liked to hate. Um, Sort of like Dominic in season one of Dollhouse. I loved the character of Dominic, but I hated him. Right. Um, so, and, and I think at that point in Buffy, for me, I still liked his character. And I liked him in the first couple of seasons of Angel. Uh, but I, I think once he, he got the darker and brooding character that he became, um, it was just sort of off-putting to me. Um, number eight, I've Boyd in Dollhouse. I liked I loved the the Caroline and Boyd relationship or the Echo and Boyd relationship. It's probably the best relationship of Dollhouse. But as far as Harry Lennox and his acting at times, um, it came across very cheesy, especially when he was trying to do comedy. He does comedy in Evil Boyd the same way. If you look at him in Echoes in season one and sort of his comedic grin, and then you look at that evil grin you see in... Um, Hollow Man in season two of Dollhouse, it, it's very the same. And, and so he uh, was not my favorite character of Dollhouse. But I did love him when he was on screen with Echo. I liked their relationship. And I, I that very well could have been, you know, him bouncing off of Eliza. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. his acting bouncing off of, you know, how strong Eliza's presence is and, and you know, what sh- how... You know how she is, you know, as an actress and just being just so gifted. I think so. And, you know, her characters tend to have so much life to them. And they're, they're so bold and broad. And he was sort of a taken back character. Um, he was very 
laid back in, in a lot of his lines and they could almost come off boring at times. But I think when they were together, her energy sort of helped to offput his his lack of energy, I guess you could say, on screen. And, and so I think that's why I took to their scenes with him more. Okay. Um, and my last two shouldn't be uh, big, big reveals as the others. Um, number nine is Mr. Trick from season three. Um, oh, good one. Very happy when Faith staked him and saved Buffy. And that was a big moment for Buffy and Faith. Um, and then number 10, I have Warren. Oh, God, why didn't I think of Warren? I was I was not at all sad when, when Willow flayed him <laughs> or skinned yeah. him. Um, just very douchey and and just uh, definitely a character that you were glad to see go. Yeah, especially, you know, when you see him kill Katrina and, like, just dump her body. And just that right there is, like, what really got to me. And you saw that he was really way more even sick than Faith was, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't think of that one. Good one. Um, so, well, these are our lists uh, for our favorite Whedon moments and our least favorite characters. Um, I hope you'll continue to listen to us after my, my 10 least favorite characters. I know, I know there are definitely some fan favorites on there. Um, but we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about why we love Joss Whedon, why we talk to you every week about his shows, um, and, and just sort of give you a little more insight into the people you listen to every week. Uh, so we hope you guys enjoyed this. We had a lot of fun watching all these episodes and coming up with all these lists. And it was a hard thing to do, but uh, but we hope you enjoyed listening again to another episode of 60B Cast. I guess I hope you guys like it. We spent a lot of a lot of time trying to narrow all this down. So it, this was really hard to do. And I challenge anybody to to do this and, you know, talk to us on Twitter or, or give us an email and, you know, let us know how how it was, you know, for you trying to come up with your lists. Or if you had, you know, if you agreed with us, you know, if you disagreed, I, I would just kind of like to hear, you know, what everybody else's opinion about the topics. Um, so. Uh, absolutely. And I've already had one uh, fan, actually, or one listener, I shouldn't say fan, one listener email us uh, this past week uh, about this as well. Um, so, yes, please send us all your lists, um, things you liked about these shows, your favorite characters, your least favorite characters. Um, you know, we'd love to hear you guys. You can follow us on Twitter at 60BCast. Uh, you can email us at Yahoo at podcast60b at yahoo.com. And, of course, you can leave any comments on the website, 60bcast.net, um, if you have any comments. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. See you next time.